You are now tuning in to Discover Your Potential with radio talk show host Dan Gilman, Cindy Gilman's son. So listen, participate, be inspired, know that you can discover your potential. Here he is, Dan Gilman. Welcome to Discover Your Potential. I'm your host, Dan Gilman, and I am so excited to have an extraordinary guest today. Dr. Yasmin Sad is an international best-selling author and top-rated New York City licensed clinical psychologist with a national and international reputation, and she has helped thousands of people transform their lives into one session by shifting their perspectives and providing actionable steps to help them find balance and well-being. Hi, Yasmin. It's so wonderful to have you here today. It's wonderful to be on your show, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. So today I'm going to talk about how to decode your thoughts and your emotions so that you can use them for your benefits. Because your thoughts and your emotions are really here to guide you. They can be not pleasant, but there's a way of decoding them that will be very useful because they're meant to be guide. And uh, but most people don't know how to decode them in order to use them for their benefits. So I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, I, I am, too. Um, so where does one begin, actually? So if somebody's uh, they could be angry, they could be really upset or, and saddened. And actually, in life in general, and we've talked about this in other shows, too, they they just don't have a desire to keep going you know it's like oh it's life how do i how do you change that and make that into a positive or where does somebody begin i guess that's the question yes well i love i love that every single emotion have a message for you so if you start with the idea of desire that life is heavy you want to think about life is heavy what is the message for you so you want to look at, okay, what is heavy for me? How am I operating internally that brings me heaviness? Most people whose life is heavy, they have started at a place of effort. If it's heavy, it's effort. Therefore, you're operating in your life from a place of effort. And usually it's a place from responsibility. So you're not really following what you want to do and what your heart craves. You're following like heaviness. You're following responsibility, duty. And there is a way of rebalancing that. And you want to continue to be responsible and dutiful and do what's right by you. But you need to bring a playfulness. You need to bring something from the heart in it. So the moment you have a certain negative emotion, usually that means you're a bit of balance. So I will repeat, in this case, in the case of things feels effortful, that means you are going in a route of responsibility, morality, doing, you're pushing yourself against your will. And your will is actually like filled by desire. Usually when you have desire, there's, there's no will. There's just enjoyment. You do what you want and there's no need for will. When you're pushed by will and effort, you made it heavy. You lost the playfulness of life. And so your outlook is something we want to look into. So the outlook is 
Are you focusing on the negative of something? Is there a way that you can ask yourself, this is here for me. What can I do about it? What can I do to transform this? How can I learn from it? Can you shift your perspective from heaviness, having to do effort to growth, creativity, enjoyment? Because that is the other side. And the way you do it is by asking very simple question is how can this be more light? So for example, I give a, an easy example if doing dishes is too effortful and too heavy, what do you like? If you like music, can you put music? Can you do the dishes while singing and dancing? Can you introduce that? Your body will not naturally do it. You have initially to bring that upon you and get yourself used to reintroducing pleasurable thing in your life. And then you realize that, oh, doing the dishes can be fun. It doesn't have to be heavy. So that would be the first step, is changing it in the reality. The second step is realizing, okay, what is it about my psychology? What is it about this thing that I'm thinking internally that makes things heavy? What belief do I have that makes things heavy? And you want to look at both your relationship to going with your passion, going with your emotion, Maybe you're scared of going with your emotion. Maybe you feel it will have bad consequences. Therefore, you don't. And you just do what you have to do or the responsible pieces. And so you want to look at those relationships and acknowledge where you stand, where you're at. And then you want to question, is that actually accurate? Can I not have what I want in an easy, playful way? And why not? And where is this coming from? And just asking yourself the question will bring distance between you and that thing. So instead of acting on the effort, now the moment you feel effort, you say, oh, I'm going into effort now. Okay, do I have to? And then you start questioning it and you start introducing another way. But this approach will bring you awareness and will bring you a way of not necessarily feeling things 100%, but a way of becoming aware. And when you are aware, you can definitely make changes. So that was a bit about effort. I'm happy to talk about any other emotion, anger, frustration, sadness, anyone you would be interested in, or any question you have about this. I'm just going to hearken back. So if I, for example, went and walked my dog or did, you know, mundane exercises for, for life actually, and just said, Oh, I have to do this today. Instead of, instead of it changing your mindset and saying, I get to do this today. Or is that, is that what you're referencing? So you're, you're shifting the way you're thinking about, Oh, I have to go and do, you know, I have to work today or, or something. And it's just the same, but like more like, Oh, I'm alive. I'm I'm getting to get up, and I'm. Uh, you're changing the 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 mindset of and the positivity of the action. Yes, but so this is such a good question you gave me. <clears throat> Let me tell you, what you brought right now is a perspective that some people have that 
you change negativity into positivity, but almost by forcing it upon you. You know, you, you like you. So it's like you you're not in a place of feeling that you get to do this. You're in a place of feeling it's heavy. So what you what you offered is just a bit forcing oneself, like to change mindset, to think differently. That's not exactly what I'm offering because in, in that you lose the message. In the heaviness, there's a message of how you are out of balance. So you want to more ask yourself the question, I'm feeling heavy right now. What is making me heavy? Well, I'm approaching this as, oh, life is effort. I don't want to do this. Okay, well, what do you want to do? I want to have fun. Okay, well, can you introduce fun to this? So it's more an inner work on connecting to this effortness, this feeling of effort. What is it here to show you about you and the way you walk into the world? And as you discover that, you rebalance. So it's very different because here in, in the approach you gave me, which is a lot of people mindset approach, it's just yeah. basically turning switch on, switch off, and you don't get to learn. There's something about you in there that needs to be uh, made aware of, learned, yeah. rebalance. I see. And how is, is that? It sounds like it's different than like NLP. Which is yes. okay. Yes. What so, what would be the difference between that and, and NLP? Just curious, because a lot of listeners also have, you know, connection with NLP potentially or understand that. NLP is from the mind to the mind. It's using the mind you have to influence the mind you have. And it's at really the mind level. But it works beautifully because we have this beautiful engine called the mind. And it's very, very effective. But what it doesn't have, it doesn't connect you to the essence of you. So the method that I offer, it's I actually call it UCU. It's about uncovering, connecting, and untangling what is happening in your mind, your body, and your life so that you end up connecting to you and moving forward in a more empowerful way. So it's based on the premise that everything that you think and feel comes from deep within you and has been encoded by either your body, your mind, or different parts of you. And if you decode it back, it connects you to who you are at the core. And our journey is to discover who we are at the core. And it's based on the premise that every single thought, every single emotion, every single body pain is calling your attention for rebalancing yourself so that you can live a fulfilled and beautiful life. And it's based on quantum physics. It's based on the fact that you are an energy being and that energy always push towards better, towards growth, towards rebalancing, towards the best beautiful equilibrium that can be. And so your thoughts are a product of that and our energy frequency, your emotion or energy frequency. And they're meant 
to um, showcase something. And if you do the work backwards, you'll connect to the essence of your being. And so it's a philosophy that a lot of body, mind, spirit uh, practitioner have that every single ailment you have is actually here to rebalance you. It's actually here to help you out. What I've discovered is people don't know how to decode those. People get stuck in negative emotion. People get stuck in physical, physical pain, emotional pain, and they don't know what to do. So I start with helping your mind understand because, you know, at the end of the day, your mind filters everything. It filters your physical pain, your emotional pain, your thoughts. So I start at the mind, but I am not operating at the mind level. I am bringing you back to who you are. And when we do that process, people leave feeling hopeful and empowered because who you are at the core is something so beautiful and so special. And that depression, that anger, that effort is only here to show you a tiny bit um, where you went astray and where you have to go. And so it's connecting you to your desire, to who you are. That brings me back to, um, you, you mentioned different emotions. I'd love to chat with you about, there's a lot of people that have gone through loss right now, especially now, and gone through loss before. And that's brought on a lot of sadness and a lot of grief and a lot of pain. And one, one thing I'd love to chat with you about is, is, is sadness. And also, you know, there also brings other emotions like anger. I know you brought that up. So, and then we can go into, you know, obviously more, uh, less painful and, and, you know, resonates with happy, but, you know, some of those emotions would be great and kind of apropos right now, especially because people are still going through so much people, a lot, millions of people lost their jobs, uh, but a lot of people don't know what to do. Beautiful. I'll, I'll, I'll take each one. So I'll start with what you said last and I'll walk myself back. And so you talked about shifting your energy, shifting your soul, shifting who you are. Um, You actually don't shift. You more unpeel to get to know who you are is beautiful. Your energy is beautiful. There's nothing to shift. What needs to be shift is the mind because and and how it's reading the signs of your energy and how it's reading the signs of who you are and how it's reading things. So that's what I'm going to be able to help you because the mind, like basically Les Brown has a quote, you know, where focus go, energy goes. And it's so accurate. And so the way you look at things determines how you're going to feel and determines what you interpret and determines your growth and determines how connected you are to you. So I offer a method that helps you read what's happening within you and outside of you in a way that you get in touch with the beauty of you and the beauty of life. And so behind loss, there is a beautiful loving connection. And if you can connect to that, you connect to love. And so I'll go back a bit to what you said. I'll talk now about grief and then I'll talk about how can people find me. Um, So in the grief process, 
I, you know, I have a bit two hats. I have, you know, a Western psychology hat, you know, that gives you stages of grief and you can enter each stage um, at one time or together. You know, there's the first stage that is denial, then this anger, why this happened, and then there's sadness, and there's this acceptance, and then you move on. Those are the typical stages in grief. Now, the idea those stages are filtered by the mind and you can totally have a different processing of grief. Most people, um, when they have a loss, they naturally go into what they miss because their mind always looks to what is missing in order to solve a problem. So let's say you lost a mother and you're missing a motherly affection, a guide, you're going to think about everything you're missing about that person. But in reality, what you want to look is what is your missing? What is your missing? You're missing what the person had as a function for you, what they served. And it's meant to show you this so that you end up creating it for yourself. So the mind goes into what's missing so that you end up creating that within. And so there's something beautiful about loss when it's processed naturally that it's meant to enhance you. Loss, you want to think about it like as a little bit as a cup that got emptied so that it can be refilled. And when it gets empty, we look at all the good that was missed and all the potential that was not accomplished. Some people have complicated relationships. So sometimes there's a lot of regrets and a lot of what has not happened. But in all cases, when you have those thoughts, it's for you to continue that path, but within yourself. So if you can look at every thought you have around loss, write them down, what is exactly you're missing and what does it mean about what you need to do internally? Because it's really about connecting you to something that is dear to you, that because it disappeared in the physical world, you feel it disappeared. And your mind is constantly looking at it for you to recreate inside. So there's so many different types of grief. So some people, they miss the warmth, the beauty of the person because they themselves within themselves don't have their, that love for themselves. And let's say a loved one brought that love within. And so they keep missing it because it's what they need. You miss what you don't have inside. And so I'll give you an example. So I lost my father a few years ago, and it was the most beautiful grief that could be because I was so at peace with who he was, our relationship. And I have so internalized who he is that I don't really experience loss, although he's no longer here. And I don't think about him, but he's always there somehow. And like, it's almost like he lives within me. Mm. And in that process of him living within me, I don't miss him. I'm, he's there. He's so there and he's so everywhere because 
everything reminds me of him, but I don't think about missing. I think about the beauty and I think about, oh, this is why he brought me this. And now I understand. And now, and I have more and more and more love um, for him and such a gratefulness for the relationship we had because I've have looked at every single piece I've have turned what would I be missing um and I'm not missing anything because I think I got the messages I got everything he wanted to teach me I got everything that he symbolized for me and I am him and he's me and it's such a beautiful way. And I wish every single person to have that. And it's a process you can absolutely do. When you miss, just that person brought you something that you have not built within yet. And your mind will ha- keep having you focus on those pieces you're missing until you build it within you. That's beautiful. Yeah, I I wish I had... Um spoken to you after the loss of my mother <laughs> so <laughs> i'm still going through that the process of grief actually yes. but i wanted to i also before i i we you know run out of time today i did want to speak about your book ignite the hunger in you and then go back to what we were talking about but uh, this is an incredible book and thank you very much for gifting this to me uh it's wonderful and uh dr yasmin said actually is gifting for other people this book as well. So if you email me at Cindy, I'm going to use my old, my mother's old email address, but Cindy at cindygilman.com, we will gift you lucky, you know, four lucky winners, uh, a signed book, not only just a book, but a signed by Dr. Yasmin said, and it's incredible because I know there's just so many, it's it's incredible this book because it's got so many different authors in it but also uh i'm trying to find what page number you're on sorry i think it's uh, 181 because i when we have this before it, yes i got i didn't know yes. so yes there she is it's amazing so this this book is absolutely incredible and i know jb owens just there there it is J.B. Owens in Les Brown just had a summit actually not long ago that you were on uh, that is actually going to be on this network. Again, we're going to be showcasing um, pieces from it and just an incredible read. And I just, I love this book. So, but thank you so much for gifting this to me and thank you for gifting it to so many people in the audience that absolutely need this right now. Oh, so, you're more than welcome. What, what, an, what an honor it was for you to be, with not only Les Brown, but J.B. Owen. It's incredible. Yes. And, uh, you know, like, when you are embodied who you are, you meet people who operate at the same frequency. Les Brown really operates from the heart, and J.B. Owen, too. And they really have a mission. J.B. has a mission of Ignited a Billion Live and making Les Brown an international best-selling author, being recognized in the way that he has not before. So it was really an honor to help both their mission and their purpose. So I love it. And in that book, you know, my chapter very briefly is about giving great voice to who you are in light of those around you and not in spite. Because most people who have conflict 
see it as somebody did something to me and I'm going to show them. And they build themselves in opposition in conflict. And by doing that, you lose a tiny bit the message that was there for you, which is that that person is actually gifting you a lot of love by making you work so hard to showcase who you are. I always say the person who hurts you shows you that you can be hurt and pushes you to do some internal work so that you no longer be hurt. So in some ways, there is love behind it. But if you focus on the hurt and the pain and that this person was bringing you back, you will never see the gift that you can be thankful for somebody who hurts you because they show you something within you that needs to be tweaked. Because in reality, when you are so at peace with yourself and so embracing all the beauty of who you are with all your vulnerability and all the things that need to be tweaked, nobody can really hurt you. Nobody can say something because it doesn't go in. And I usually use a particular example about that. Like if I feel pretty and you tell me I'm ugly, maybe like, oh, that person's having an awful day. I don't know. They're in a bad mood and trying to bring me down. It's not going to affect anything of me and not going to hurt. But if I have doubt and you tell me that I'm ugly, I'll be like, Maybe they're right. Maybe my nose, maybe my mouth. I maybe, maybe I should do some nose surgery. There's something really awful about myself. And it starts coming inside and it starts doing some internal work. And if I really believe I'm ugly, I'm going to be either so upset with you or so upset with myself. Mm -hmm. I'm either going to be, how dare you tell me this? Or I'm going to be like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. It's horrible. And so, People can only do to you what's already inside of you. So when somebody does something that upsets you, it's because within yourself, there is something that can be upset. And it's showing you that and putting it to light for you to work on it. So I believe positive, negative events are all here to build you if you decide to look at it those ways so i will leave your audience with that that's wonderful i was just going to ask you what do you want to leave with the audience with that's <laughs> that's great thank you so much yeah how can how can people reach you what's the best way i know your website is is listed here is that the best way for people to to reach you and book appointments Yes, that will be the easiest way. So mm. I do free, um, quick initial consultation, but I have a whole team of psychologists who are trained because I cannot, you know, meet all the demands. So I have hand-selected top psychologists. I train a lot of psychologists and I select the best and they come work in my private practice. So then I do, I do a bit of a matching based on who you are, your personality, and what you're going through and how open you are to Eastern, Western. I really tailor something for you so that you can move forward in power in the next step of your life. And we have a fun conversation where I share already a lot of what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking and the 
path ahead. And then, you know, you, you go do the work with one of the psychologists in my practice and I'm always behind. I'm always there in the background. I'm the magical force that's making sure everything works. So that's the way I'm doing it right now. And I also have a mastermind um, because I'm writing a book about decoding your thoughts and your emotion, taking each one of them. So I'm creating mm-hmm. masterminds of people uh, to go over it with me. Nice. And when is do you have a date when that's going to be published? Well, we're hoping for fall, but I'm very ambitious and I'm also working on TEDx. So I have to see how much I have, but hopefully the plan is the fall for the book. Uh, So that's, that's the plan so far. Great. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dr. Asad. I'm so blessed to have you on the show and I'd love to have you again because people need your inspiration and just your help really and guidance. Well, it's my pleasure. You know, it's my mission and purpose. And so I love doing this and I'm so grateful for you for having me on the show. And I'm giggled inside of how you're taking over your mother's show and becoming her. And I'm so grateful for you embracing your path and your mission. So thank you. This is Cindy Gilman and you're listening to Discover Your Potential. So until next time, do something nice for yourself but do something nice for someone else. In every way, every day, I need less of myself, I need more him. More him, because he is the only